Want a printer in the mood? Watch a horror movie. Dude, she's like twice our age. I really don't think it's gonna happen. She's here. You are breathtaking. <laughs> Thank you. Now don't stay up and watch scary movies, okay? It'll give you nightmares again. So what do you want to do? Ricky, why can't you just leave me alone? He's such a jerk. Don't hang up on me. What the fuck? Oh my god. Get away from the window. There's someone there. Ashley! Are you hiding? I'll find you. Don't worry, I'll protect you. Johnny's uh, Reviews, uh, the movie review podcast that will slice and dice or hype and praise a movie. Each month uh, there's a theme, and since it's December, I'm calling this Festive Fear. My look at Child's Play, Krampus, Jack Frost, The Killer Snowman movies, and today's movie, A Better A Watch Out. Okay, here are my rules for a horror movie. One, never trust children or old people. Two, never trust Take a shower in an unusual or unknown place, such as a hotel room or a haunted house. And if something feels off, get the fuck out! Anyway, I better watch out at the bait and switch movie that wants you to leave its home alone. Check my archives. Uh, But it's more like fun and games. Uh, I first saw this last January, I think. Or was it this January? I can't remember. Anyway. Just missing the festive season, I guess. Uh, as this thing was, um, did I say it? Shout on tape or no tape DVD nowadays. Um, and I missed it because I couldn't find it for love nor money in this godforsaken country. Anyway, moving on. Um, as I said, I saw this last January, uh, just missing the festive season, after hearing nothing but good things about this thing. I rented it uh, and hated it from 10 minutes in. So, if you're a fan of this movie, stop listening right now. Thank you for the download. But this podcast won't be for you, as I'm going to write this one a fucking new one. My main problem with this movie is you're supposed to believe a spoiled little 10-year-old brat can do all the things he does in this movie and get away with it. Yeah, right. It's not no skinny little punk. Uh, But... 
I'm getting ahead of myself. Let's just dive into this thing. With this unknown budget, this thing pulled in $100,000 and was, as I said earlier, shut out straight to tape. So, that should tell you something about this god-awful bloody movie. Anyway, let's see if this lump of coal is a good movie. I fucking doubt it. You know, coal's just full. This thing's a piece of shit. <clears throat> Starring Olivia Dijon, Levi Miller, Ed Oxenbold, Dacier Montgomery, Patrick Warburton and Virginia Madsen. Directed by Chris Peckover, The Plot. In a small town one December night, a spoiled... Little brat is babysat. That night, the house is invaded, so the babysitter must defend the house and her charge from the intruders. The thing is, is everything the way she thinks it is? Hmm, let's find out. So, the movie opens up on a snowman getting smashed to pieces by a fat bully, then he's chased down the street by a banshee of a little girl screaming all the way. And uh, that's the start of this, this taste of this fucking movie. As I already want to smash this disc into small little tiny pieces. Anyway, typical middle class suburb bullshit, such as, well, you know, snowball fights, slaying, building snowman, etc, etc. The camera then follows a car and our lead Ashley, played by Olivia Dijon, of the equally awful The Visit. She's on the phone leaving her mother a bitchy voicemail telling her she's babysitting one last time. Seems she's moving for reasons? I mean, it's not actually tell you why, but she's leaving because, I don't know, she's 20, I'm guessing. And she's going to college slash university or whatever. Later that night, we're introduced to Luke, played by Levi Miller of Pan, Wrinkle Time, and his best friend Garrett, played by Ed Oxenbold of The Visit. Straight off the bat, I want to kill these little brats. Luke's squeaky little voice is like nails on a chalkboard and Garrett is a yes-man stoner. Anyway, they discuss whether or not the paint can seen from home alone would work as Luke looks up online how to make girls wet. Okay, he's ten for fuck's sake. I mean, oh god, this movie. I'm only fucking less than five minutes in for crying out loud. All this creepy little brat wants to do is have sex with his 19, I'm guessing 19, 20, 21-year-old babysitter, Ashley. Luke's mother, Deandra, and who the fuck names her character Deandra? Played by Virginia Madsen of Candyman, Dune, The Haunting, and number 23, catches her little dear as they discuss him, quote, getting ass from his babysitter. She tells Garrett to go home and tells Luke to be in bed by a living. All he does is give back talk and roll his precious lies. The fucking... Mm. See, this is why you should say no at a very young age to your little dears. If not, they'll turn to a spoiled, entitled, smart-arse little fuck that think the world owes them a fucking... everything. Um, or even worse, certain a social bloody justice warrior, for fuck's sake. Downstairs, she goes to have a go to her husband, or Robert, played by Patrick Warburton, of Family Guy, The Tick, Scream Free, and A Rose of Engagement, because he wants to put up some Christmas decorations. But she thinks they're too camp and gay. Hello, love, it's Christmas. It's supposed to be camp and fucking gay, you ditzy fucking walking wine bottle. Oh, dear. In Luke's bedroom, Garrett finds a fetus machine, or a heartbeat thing which is supposed to keep young babies quiet. I mean, this guy's, what, 12? He's still got this thing under his bed. And it takes the piss out of Luke, rightly so. 
Because, as I said, he's 12. What is he, a fucking... Ugh. I just get nightlights for crying out loud. What a fucking pansy-ass little bit. Ashley arrives, and both Luke and her... His father, rather, uh, drool over her because she's blonde and pretty. Uh, Luke is then told to take out the trash and clear the sidewalk of snow. Again, yet more eye-rolling, and people wonder why I don't like children. Little fucking brats. Anyway, the mother tells Ashley, uh, Luke is now sleepwalking, so shows her the pencil trick, i.e. putting on top of his doorknob, and if it falls, she'll know he's been up and about. And also, these doorknobs are about halfway up the fucking door, actually three quarters up the door. Why are the doorknobs so bloody high in this house? I mean, for fuck's sake. Uh, let's just soldier on, John. This movie's fucking terrible. <laughs> So, with that, they're off out for a night, leaving Luke in the hands of Ashley. But no scary movies, because a poor little lamb might get afraid and have nightmares and wet himself, probably a little shit. Ashley calls her boyfriend, and this ticks off Luke, to tell him he can come over at about, about 11.30 that night, so they can't <clears throat> talk. A spider comes out of nowhere, and Ashley all but jumps out of her skin, so Luke puts it outside, and note... Olivia Dijon is scared of spiders in real life, and yet this scene was done five times. Fuck you, director. Fuck you. Anyway, Ashley does some chores, such as emptying the trash, I believe, and she puts on a load of washing. Um, as Luke raids the booze cabinet, and then drinks a bottle of champagne, showing off to Ashley just much a man he truly is. What a little punk-ass bitch. After chugging the bottle, and by the way, this would explode down his throat, gagging him. You cannot drink sparkly stuff straight from the bottle. The pressure in the bottle would fucking gag you, you little shit. This is why I can tell for a start, this is not even sparkly anything. Probably fucking apple juice. Anyway, he tells her he's drunk this stuff before, and unlike Gary, he can hold his liquor, because he's a big boy now. By the way, if his mother is a walking wine bottle, as she seems to be, she'd, well, be well aware of how much bloody booze is left in a fucking house and have every single bottle marked or even accounted for. So why the hell would he steal two or three bottles of, of booze and the mother wouldn't realise it? Yeah, right. Anyway, Ashley tries to pour it down the sink, but their boyfriend calls again and the two fight over a phone because she's leaving to go somewhere untold um, for some bullshit reason. So, Luke gets his grubby little mitts on it again and starts chugging it some more because he's a big boy. Later that night, sit down to watch some crappy-ass horror movie, probably from the director, as it looks homemade and utterly shit. Luke hits on Ashley, telling her he's mature for his age. Okay, calm down, Lolita. And he thinks her boyfriend is a complete and utter asshole. A pizza guy comes with a pizza, yet no one ordered it. So they sit down to eat it as little Lukey boy lights some candles. Smooth moves there. Ashley is jumpy for no reason. Okay, maybe she read a script. I knew this was fucking be a bomb. Okay, there is one mysterious pizza delivery and one crank phone call, but come on, really? One crank phone call makes you jumpy. Ashley's boyfriend calls again and she rolls over for him because feminist power? Also, he is pissed at her. Or rather, she's pissed at him because he won't stand 
aside to let her go to some mysterious place for some unknown reason, and she withholds sex, or rather he withholds sex, and something about, oh I don't know what the hell it is. Anyway, this pisses off Luke as he blows out the candles. The two then snuggle down on a sofa to watch the movie. When Ashley gets scared, Luke tries to kiss her, but she pushes him away. And I can see why little Lucky boy here is um, confused. Because she goes, oh no, you're only a kid, you're like, what, 12? And I'm this big mature 21 year old, or 18 year old, five years. And then she sits and snuggles him on the couch and then gets all cuddly and snuggly and uh, whatever. Another crank call and a replay. Replay? Uh, replay even. The scream bit when Sydney is on the phone to the killer and she goes outside with a finger up her nose. But in this one, she puts the finger in the air, aka the bird or middle finger. Luke all but finishes the booze. And by the way, this bottle of booze seems to be magic. I mean, she sits and uh, she sits and chugs it. He sits and chugs it, she pours half it in the sink, and yet there's still a good half bottle of the stuff left. It's this magic champagne. Can I have some of it, Christ? Anyway, Ashley is now on edge, as a plastic Santa is moved from the front door to the back door, and she sees the side door is wide opened. Ashley panics, locks the door, tells Luke to give her her cell phone, but he <clears throat> accidentally throws it in the fish tank. The front door is knocked, but no one is there, until Luke opens the door, threatening Taekwondo. The funniest part of this movie, because Taekwondo is a fucking... Moving on. It's only Garrett, as he rugby tackles Luke. So I guess he's staying the night then. Hmm. A window breaks upstairs, so not calling the police on the landline slash home phone. And who the fuck has a home phone in 2016? Ashley goes up, all alone, with a knife to check it out. Uh, checking out of the house with Lucas and Garrett in tow because they're scared. Ashley finds a brick in the parents' bedroom. So, she tries to call the cops, but oh no, the line is dead and the Wi-Fi is down. Oh my god, how a millennials cope. Also, Garrett's cell phone isn't working for some reason. How the fuck did a 12-year-old get a hold of one of these cell phone scrambler type things? I mean, uh, never mind, the tinternet, that's how. Mm. Ashley leaves Garrett to, quote, hack into something with your Wi-Fi hacking skills. Ugh. Even though there's, like, three links to this house because there's two different Wi-Fi signals to this one computer. Oh, moving on. They then go downstairs to find her car tires have been slashed. Garrett comes downstairs with the brick with You Leave, You Die carved in it. And this spooks out Garrett. So he runs out the side door to be shot in the neck. Ashley panics, runs upstairs to hide to get the household gun. Because there's someone in the house. I didn't, I didn't. Honestly, this movie's fucking awful. So they hide in the attic, and Luke wants to get the gun because he's fucking Rambo all of a sudden. But Ashley wants to hide. Ashley then walks into a spider webbing and freaks the fuck out, falling backwards down through the attic stairs. But Luke saves her. Yeah, because a 12 year old can hold up an 18 year old. A 20-year-old's body with one hand against gravity. Yeah, fuck off. And note, this was done six times and she had three spiders put on her face. Again, fuck you, director, you fucking pansy-ass douche nozzle. No fucking chance in hell you'd put spiders anywhere near my face if I was terrified of spiders. Fucking prick. 
They stupidly leave the attic, so Luke leaves Ashley all alone in the dry room to get the gun. Luke gets the gun, and then Ashley, and hides where else in the closet. Okay, this works only if you're Jamie Lee, even though it's a bit sus, I mean, come on, really. Hiding in a closet, the two argue whether or not Luke should go outside to fight the gunman, and oh yeah, he's armed with a riot shotgun. The gunman, that is not a little lucky boy who's got his... I think it's a Brita he has. Again, he's fucking Rambo. Jesus. Ashley says no, so the two scuffle and hit a loud electronic toy. The gunman hears this, checks it out, and here Ashley notices the mask he's wearing is Luke's. Because surprise, it's Luke and Garrett all along. Did you get a pull over your eyes? No, me neither. Eh? See my horror rules, and B, look, is just too fucking creepy. Also, he may think he's super smart and mature, but the news one of Luke's kiddie little ski masks with the little cute little horns. Really, movie, you're gonna. Th- he's supposed to be this big bad killer, and he's got a fucking kiddie schema. Oh my god. Here, the movie takes a turn for a worse. It's just supposed to swallow this whole horse shit from here on in. Also, how the fuck did a 12-year-old get a hold of a pump-action sh- fucking riot shotgun? Never mind. America! Fuck yeah! Americans. Right to bear arms. Yeah, right to shut the fuck. Ashley puts the spoiled old brat in his place, telling him he's mental, thinking this plan would work just to get into her pants. Storming off out of the bedroom, Ashley is threatens to call his parents, so little Lucky boy throws her down a flight of stairs, because he's a sociopath now. Mm. 30 minutes into an hour and a half movie, and I'm done. I know there's killer kids and fucked up teens out there, but you're supposed to believe a spoiled, selfish little brat that uses a heartbeat machine to sleep and has nightlights can pull this thing off just to get into the pants of his visitor, all because, quote, he's a man now, not a kid. Fuck you, you horny little fuck, and fuck this piece of shit movie. I can see why this is from a first-time writer-director, because no one in their right fucking mind would franchise this fucking, finance even, this fucking turkey. <laughs> it's crap, and I'm tempted to end this podcast early, but I won't. I'm a professional, and I will power on this fucking garbage. Anyway... Ashley comes to and is ducted to a chair as Garrett literally wheeze around the living room on a scooter. Really, movie? No! Just fucking no! You can't have these little kids going wee on a fucking scooter. I'm supposed to believe that these two are going to be fucking sociopathic serial killers. Fucking, oh, God almighty. Seems Luke got him high on oxy, which I'm guessing is oxycotton. And I'm guessing it's some sort of ADD medicine because he's hyperactive as fuck and he's all calm and chilled. Luke sees Ashley is awake, so puts lipstick on the duct tape over her mouth and mocks her. What a little punk-ass fucking bitch he is. He then ungags her, threatens her with the handgun, then power plays her, telling her she can always speak when he tells her to speak because guessing this guy's got the microscopic penis then. Uh, he then demands she drink um, some sort of liquid, I'm guessing it's supposed to be roofy, but she puts in some sort of white wine, and if not, 
Um, she'll be in the ship because he'll be tucked up in bed and she's lying around all these empty bottles of booze and little look go, Oh, mummy, she got drunk and put me to bed and my mortal body. So, they decide to pull it truth and dare. Ashley picks truth. So, Luke asks her how many guys she's had sex with. Ashley says none. And then Luke takes the piss out of her because apparently she's a, she's a town bike. Uh, now, it's Garrett's tongue. Who dares beg bad Lucas to touch her tits? Really, maybe? Ridiculous pranks, then power play, showing just how much a man he really is. And then Lucas is going to rape her. Oh my fucking god. No wonder this thing was passed over time and time and time again. We're shouting fucking straight to bloody well tape. Anyway, little Lucas comes in his pants just from lightly touching her boob. When Gareth points out laugh at this, Big Bad Luke threatens to kick his scrawny ass. Ashley then turns the power play around on little Lucas by telling Garrett he killed his pet hamster two years earlier. One of the warning signs for a sociopath, FYI. Anyway, Garrett storms off, but Lucas talks him into staying, saying, quote, as they don't put rich white kids in jail, unquote. Really? As they're fighting, Ashley uses a flashlight to flash an SOS at a back window to her neighbour, because that's going to work. I mean, uh, Lucas catches her, so puts uh, the roofie in the wine, telling her when her parents return, they'll find her passed out with booze all around her and reeking of booze because logic, and that would work, and... Oh my god, this movie. Ashley refused to drink the wine and desperately tries to get Garrett to see sense and turn on little Lucas, but it doesn't work, so Ashley smashes the bottle. Then the doorbell goes, it's Ashley's boyfriend, Ricky, played by Alexis Meek. Off of this and a boatload of fucking shorts that I've heard of, so meh. Lucas tries to scare Ricky away by telling him Ashley doesn't want to see him anymore. Ricky doesn't listen and tricks his way in by telling little Lucas to give her the flowers he has on him. This works and he opens the door and Ricky bum rushes his way in. Yeah, real mature little boy. You're fucked. You now have a well-built 20-something-year-old who would kick your skinny little ass as soon as look at you. Ricky doesn't believe Lucas's bullshit about Ashley being not home, or the bullshit about her having period cramps, so she checks out the house. Garrett is told to look after Ashley while he deals with this. Ashley falls back in a chair, picks up a piece of broken bottle as Garrett writes her. Meanwhile, upstairs, Lucas brains Ricky with a metal baseball bat and then dances around with it like a little bitch. Okay, calm down, Harley fucking Quinn. Ricky gets up because she's Superman apparently and aluminium does nothing to the back of the head and kicks his scrawny little ass. So Lucas stabs him in the face with a pencil. This only pisses off Ricky more. Luckily for little Lucas, Garrett shows up with the pump action shotgun and stops Lucas's beating, sadly. What? He's a sociopath, rapist little fuck. I want this little cunt to be smeared across the fucking floor, the little wankstain. Big bad Luke takes a cheap shot at Ricky by hitting him on the back of the head and then just gloats and dances around the place with his bloody shiny baseball bat like a little bitch he is. Ah, Jesus Christ.
He's one of these annoying little fucks that do nothing but scream like a hyperactive car alarm on speed every time you get anywhere near an online fucking game. They're annoying little bastards. Anyway, they clean up the blood from the floor, the bat and the pencil, and now Big Bad Luke has both Rick and Ashley tied to chairs. As Ashley puts it all together, Lucas wants this to go down the way he planned it all along. See, he wants to kill Ricky, and then Ashley, after they fuck, and he'll say it's murder-suicide as he slept. What the actual fuck? Garrett now sees his BFF is Bugnuts, so Lucas gives him another oxy. Here, big bad Luke's plan goes into stage two as he forces Ashley to call her ex to come over so he can die too. Seriously, what the fuck is wrong with this kid? I mean, oh my god, he's a rapist, he's a killer, he's a fucking sociopath, and he has all this thing planned down to a T because 20 year olds are going to do that little snot nosed punk tells him. She refuses, and so little boy Lucas calls him to come over. And this works. What in the actual fuck? Why would a 20-something-year-old listen to a 10-year-old's high-pitched, squeaky, little, manic voice? Ashley tries to talk big, bad Luke down, saying to him he isn't a killer. After all, he cried all night long when Garrett's hamster died. So he walks up behind her and whispers in her ear, it was no accident, he actually killed the hamster on purpose. <gasps> Shock horror! Ricky laughs at him, not believing his bullshit, and then pisses himself to cover. This gross little Lucas, so he takes out the trash after cleaning up the pee. Oh, wait, what? Big bad Luke comes back to demand Ricky and Ashley have sex in front of him. What a little fucking pervert! By the way, Ashley has now cut through the tape on both her hands and one of her feet. Why not just fucking bum rush this little dickhead and beat the living fuck out of him? <sighs> he then mocks them because they are both virgins. Okay, get off your high pony, little shits, would you? Garrett then sparks up this sends Lucas into a high-pitched rage. And I swear to God, this little guy's voice goes right fucking through me. Also, how in the hell can a 16-year-old still have a preteen voice? Christ almighty, my voice broke when I was 13, and it's now this super sexy connery s voice ever since. Hey. <clears throat> Ashley cuts her leg tape, and now she's completely fucking free. After a quick scuffle off-camera, Lucas gets the joint from Garrett and forces Ricky to puff. Which she refuses to do, so... Hmm. And by the way, why is it Ricky's face wound oozing blood? There's a hole in his fucking cheek, but there's no blood. Ricky then puffs the joint because little Lucas has a gun pointed straight at Ashley's heart. And smoke pours out of the hole, wait, there's no blood. Wait, what? That's not how that works. <sighs> Whatever. Lucas and Garrett then pull Ricky into the hallway to prove once and for all the paint can thing is bullshit. Unfortunately, the can smacks Ricky's head clean off his shoulders, which you don't actually see because this thing has no fucking budget, and this would cost a gory effect, which you don't fucking have. Garrett tries to stop mad little Luke, but it's too late as big bad Luke kills Ricky in cold blood. Ashley finally gets free just in time to see Ricky 
die. Ashko has a handgun, but Lucas just laughs in her face because, surprise, surprise, love, the fucking gun is empty. You didn't see that one coming, you ditzy bitch. So, Ashley runs for it. Garrett tries to stop her, but she hits him with the chair and just runs away. So, big bad Lucas hits her on the back of the head with a brick, knocking her clean out. As carolers sing, Ashley is now tied up with Christmas lights and she comes to like 10, 20, 30 minutes later. Lucas is now in a Christmas jumper for some fucking reason. Why isn't a Christmas sweater? I mean, uh. he tries to fill it up again, so she kicks him square in the nuts. Garrett asks why Ricky had to die over a joint. Also, it's now murder. But big bad Lucas calmly explains he can lie his way through everything, giving an example of stealing from his mother's purse, faking sleepwalking to cover. Yeah, kid, because stealing 20 bucks out of your mother's purse is different from murder, kidnapping, and rape, you little fucking smug arsewipe. I'm having on because I'm just about finished, and this movie's fucking terrible. Lucas tweets out on Ashley's Twitter, why can't X just move on? Then leaves Garrett with Ashley as he sets up a trap to kill Ashley's other ex. And by the way, I thought the Wi-Fi was down. How the fuck did she... Or rather, he had this tweet sent out. I mean... <sighs> Ashley tries in vain to get Garrett to listen to her, but he's too far gone to even listen. Finally, Ashley's ex, Jeremy, played by Dacier Montgomery of Stranger Things fame, shows up drunk, but of course. As Big Bad Luke... Kiss? Actually, Luke was the... Oh, whatever. Big Bad Luke... Tricks him into writing a suicide note and then kills him by hanging him using a fucking, what is it, a motorised lawnmower with a rope attached to the back of it. And the policeman realised there's tyre tracks in the fucking snow and there's where his body was hung. And Anyway, Ashley uses this time to turn on the charm with Garrett and it works. Too bad Lucas catches them and blows Garrett away with the shotgun. Wouldn't I, oh, I don't know, wake up the fucking neighbours? With Garrett screaming for help, Lucas blows his head off coldly and just smirks and walks off because he's a big bad man now. That's three murders. With that, he calmly snuggled up next to Ashley, telling her he misses it when his mummy tucked him into bed at night and how he can no longer sleep. I'm guessing he was swaddled in then and not just tucked in. Mm-hmm. Ashley then holds her breath and dies, so Big Bad Luke stands behind her, knowing she's faking it, and slits her throat as Ashley slowly chokes on her own blood. Lucas kisses her and goes outside to frame Jeremy for all, placing paint on his fingers, the shotgun, which he lays by Ricky's body, and places a knife on the floor next to Ashley. He then dances around the house, cleaning up his fingerprints and checking his iPhone to track his parents. Wait, what? He then brushes his teeth, puts on his gym jams, and like a good sociopath, tucks himself in. He even goes as far as to hang the pencil on the doorknob to prove he didn't leave the room all night long. And you're supposed to believe the cops would believe he slept through two shotgun blasts and all the screaming and pandemonium would happen downstairs. Bullshit! Anyway, he can't get the pencil to sit on the doorknob, so he climbs outside the window, knocking over a Christmas decoration, and hello, footprints! Just making it inside, as his parents arrive, he takes a sleeping pill, puts on the heartbeat machine, 
just as his mother screams, finding the blooded bodies. Little Luke, quote, wakes up in his mother's arms, getting attention he sorely craves. Too bad Ashley isn't dead. And she gives him the finger as she's taken away in the ambulance as credits roll. But mommy, I want to check Ashley's okay in the hospital. Yeah, right. As we said, credits roll on this cautionary tale of not giving your little dears everything they've ever wanted and then taking away the one thing they actually need, parental love. Wait, what the fuck am I saying? He's a fucking sociopath who calmly blew away his best friend's fucking head, all because he dared touch the precious Ashley. What a little fucking douche nozzle. He's a fucking monster. I hope to God he got the fucking chair. Anyway, that was better watch out. I hated everything about this fucking movie. From the kids, one is a fucking nutbag, another is a stoner yes man. To the teens, especially Ashley, who could have put a stop to this at any time by kicking the skinny little brat's fucking ass. To the utter bullshit plan that this little fuck thinks he can get away with. Oh god, this is cheap, nasty, straight to tape horror. This filled people into thinking this was going to be a fun black comedy hub alone clone meets the strangers when it's nothing but a bad script, awful effects, bad acting, and a screechy preteen who I want to fucking frail alive, the little prick. I'm going to give this thing a 0 out of 10. I've never been more pissed off in a movie in all my fucking days. I mean, Jesus. <sighs> what really pisses me off about this movie is that smug little grin this little prick has through most of this fucking movie. Still... Come back next week as Festive Fear continues with Krampus, then for the following week for Jack Frost 1 and 2, plus a cheeky little shocking, oh sorry, stocking filler on Christmas Eve. Don't forget to like, share, comment and subscribe. Also leave me a review on iTunes or whatever the hell you listen to this thing from and give me a 5 star review or whatever we want to do. <laughs> also follow me on Twitter at Here's Johnny's Pod to vote for movies I will cover or email me with suggestions to here's Johnny's reviews at gmail.com check out my other horror franchise podcast of Hellraiser Final Destination House of Resident Evil and more also my solo horror podcast of Santa Slay Black Christmas Jason vs Freddy and many many more uh, bye and remember I watch these movies so you don't have to tatty bye